0: New numbers show inflation ticked higher. So are more rate hikes in the near future for consumers? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out.
1: This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City.
0: As consumers continue to grapple with the rising cost of everyday goods, inflation rose in July, snapping a year-long streak of steady. They declines in prices. According to the Labor Department, the Consumer Price Index, a broad measure of the price for everyday goods, including gasoline, groceries, and rents, rose 0.2% in July from the previous month. For more, we're joined by Jimmy Lee, the CEO of Wealth Consulting Group. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me on this afternoon. Good to see you.
0: You too. So prices climbed 3.2% from the same time last year, up from 3% in June. What does the data illustrate to you?
1: You know, I think it, it definitely shows uh, the sign of still a healthy consumer that's willing to spend the cash that they have. And so for, for the entire year, I've been one of the, the people that have been going against the grain saying that I believe that the consumer was strong. And that we could avoid a recession this year, which now I think that's where the consensus is, which wasn't the case, um, you know, all year long. Um, and the consumer is continuing to spend. It, and also, while wages, I think we have to pay attention to when it comes to inflation. I think wages overall have kind of stabilized, but uh, still very healthy labor market.
0: Now, while July's annual inflation was higher than June's, it's still a sizable drop from the 8.5% reading one year ago. So is that at least good news?
1: You know, Veronica, I'm really expecting that the interest rate environment will look a lot better than, than we've seen in the last few days towards the end of the year. And the reason is because I don't think we're going to go into recession but that inflation is going to start looking a lot better. So I know we're talking about a higher print, but starting now and throughout the rest of the year, I think you're going to see a big part of core CPI, which is shelter or housing cost, start to work the other way for the inflation numbers, and in, in, you know, in a positive way for inflation to look a lot better. As you as you know, uh, the way that the BLS or the government uh, collects that data. The biggest portion of CPI when it comes to housing or shelter inflation is due to what they call owner's equivalent rent. And they only take that data once every six months from the same units. So it's, it's sort of stale information. So the, the you know rents for those houses and the way the government calculates that, the lower prices that we've seen this year will start to reflect in the second half of this year. And so I think that's going to help start to start to contribute towards a lower inflation environment and what really really the Fed needs and wants.
0: So a little bit off of what you were uh, just mentioning, while the recent CPI didn't mark a dramatic drop off in inflation, were there signs of reaccelerating inflation?
1: Well, you know, I think, again, I think in certain areas where the consumer is spending a lot in leisure and services, um, and there's still a shortage of labor, really, in that area. But we're getting towards the end of summer when people are doing their peak traveling. And so I think that's going to start looking better. But yes, still in the areas where, you know, consumers are still sending spending money, which is in travel and getting their last summer vacations in and eating out at restaurants. I, I still think that you're seeing, you know, prices hold hold up in those areas. But Overall, I think we're starting to see the effects of higher inflation uh, have its effect on the consumer, but we're still spending, and I, I don't think that uh, we're out of the wood yet in the sense that if the Fed potentially could tip us into a recession if they continue to increase rates, but I'm hopeful that in September that they pause.
0: For many, this has been a slow and painful grind. Does it just underscore the challenge in taming high inflation?
1: You know, I think the idea of, of higher for longer is where, again, that's where the consensus is now. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that, again, I think interest rates might fall down faster than what people think and not due to, not due to a recession or, or, or true slowdown with consumer spending, but rather, again, you know, inflation looking a lot better than it looks today. And so I think that what will hopefully happen is this soft landing that the Fed has been trying to orchestrate. I don't want to give them the credit for, you know, if we get that uh, because they started they started raising rates way too late in the game and they should have front loaded probably in hindsight, right, the uh, rate increases. But I think that overdoing it is what really could cause a recession. And I think that's starting to get priced into the market. Now, for the last week or so, two weeks, I think that, you know, investors were looking for reasons to take profits. And so... You know, the rating agencies wanting to downgrade banks and any other types of information like that, I think, is helping to cause some sell-offs at the moment, which I view as a buying opportunity for the long-term investor.
0: Do you have a certain timeline when you're saying that, uh, you know, moving forward, they have to be careful in terms of potentially starting a recession? You know, for you, what do you think uh, would either say, you know, yes, that's not happening or, you know, potentially... It might not.
1: Well, as of two days ago, the futures market um, had it three to one that the Fed would pause in September. And I think that the odds have changed a little bit in favor of an increase um, over the last two days. So I think that if the Fed does race in September, I think you'll you'll see a sell off in the, in, in the market and risk assets. But more importantly than that, I think what really would be the biggest concern for me is if... Um, The Fed raises more than what really is outside the boundaries of what people are expecting. One more rate hike I don't think really matters as much as maybe two or three. I think the last two potentially, if it goes two or three more times, could really be detrimental and really hurt, um, you know, earning season in the fourth quarter and so on.
0: So, as you mentioned, we're in the busy summer travel season and the national gas average has surged to, in some places, $4 a gallon or even more. Is this just a seasonal situation or an indication of something more to come?
1: Well, I think the beginning parts of energy prices um, or the beginning of the energy prices kind of regaining its ground in the last few months really was due to the consensus being moving from, for sure, recession to no recession, And a soft landing. And so I think that's what helped uh, pump up uh, energy prices. And since then, I think it has been a lot to do with just seasonal and with a lot of demand and also what's been going on with OPEC and controlling supply. And so I would expect that we're nearing the highs for oil and energy prices and gasoline prices. And I think that we'll see, you know, hopefully stabilization there um, when it comes to not affecting inflation numbers to be to be worse than they could be. Uh, And so I'm more positive about energy price, energy prices kind of stabilizing at this at this area here.
0: So what do you think we're seeing with commercial and residential rent?
1: Well, rents actually have been a lot better all year long, really. And I know that, you know, on the residential side, especially. But those numbers are just not being reflected because of the way the government collects that data. I think a lot of people know it. Professor Siegel, Jeremy Siegel has been talking about it a lot in, in, in his interviews over the, this past year. But, uh, I think we're going to start to see that. The next big thing that we've all been talking about for the last several months is, is in the commercial real estate marketplace and what the impact of higher rates and having to refinance debt might do to that market. Now, three, per- only 3% of the general REIT index is due to office, um, or office sector is in the area of office sector. So I think that, you know, the office risk is is a little bit overblown. And I think really what we're going to see is an opportunity for savvy investors in real estate, both debt and equity to get deals in the next maybe 12, 18 months that they just haven't been able to get in a long time. And so I think it's just as much of an opportunistic opportunity for or an event for real estate investors than it is potentially a risk for the overall market.
0: Jimmy, thanks so much for joining me today and sharing your insights.
1: Thank you very much for having me on.
0: More ticker news right after this.